So I want to I want to start first of all, sort of at the end, and talk about <coughs> all of the the sort of things that led up to your deciding not to run again. Or it, it it was the right time for me to leave the council. Um, I found I was spreading myself a little thin, and I was going back and forth to Florida. You know, I had a foot in two different states. And I felt that, that that was just taking too much of my quality time, and it was time to move on. My husband will retire next year, and I want to try new things, different things. Was it was it a tough decision, or was it just kind of, you know, this is the right one? No, it wasn't tough. It was the right time, and I knew it. I felt it, you know. It was... Um, yeah, it was something I felt, and I thought, just do it now and move on, do other things. Well, I'm healthy to do other things. That's that gets important. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Did you have a sense of the kind of the legacy that you were leaving? I mean, do you, did did you look back and say, oh my gosh, this is a long time? I think it's more of gratitude. Okay. I had a, an, an enormous sense of gratitude the past year. I looked at what I did and what opportunities I have and what had <coughs> haven't had and what accomplishments I've had that um, to move on wasn't moving out. To move on was to embrace change and, and, and to have that gratitude and use all my talents and what I can do in other areas. So no, it wasn't hard. Okay. Melancholy, a little bit melancholy. A little bit melancholy, oh, I would imagine. Yeah. yeah. And what was the reason that you ran in the first place? At that time, I was on the beautification committee, and uh, a, a little group of neighborhood people came to me and asked me to run. They seemed to feel that I was a good candidate. And I was astounded and somewhat flattered. And as I thought about it, I thought, gee, if I can do good in this world, then let me do it. Was there, um, did, did, was there like a competitive field that year, or was it like what well, we yeah, had this Ar year? Arnie Campbell was running, and he was oh. uh, mayor pro tem. So what was Farmington like in your first year on council? What were some of the issues? We, the city was thriving. There was many, many, many wonderful businesses. There was so much downtown. We had Sanders and Scott Colburns. Um, I, when I first came to Farmington, Federals was where the TJ Maxx building is. Um, all the stores were full, and we never had a parking problem. We had parking issues that we talked about as challenges, but we didn't call them problems. What's, what's the difference? Well, today they're saying it's a very severe shortage of parking, but when I see that 4,000 people can come downtown for art fairs and uh, farmer's markets, they find a place to park. That they do. So I, I think, I thought then as I do now that yes, we have challenges, but we can meet those challenges. Were there, were there other issues in the city? Just before I came on, the um, senior building was being built, Farmington Place. Okay. And that was a huge issue. 
because people were objecting to that being built. Mm -hmm. uh, they didn't want to take nine, Title IX residents. They didn't want what they considered a high-rise. That was one challenge. Uh, as time went on, we were concerned about the Civic Theater. And that was a challenge also because if it got sold to someone, an entity of business, anyone that could um, turn it into something non-productive downtown or a business that didn't embrace the history of the theater, mm -hmm. we were very concerned about that. We were concerned about maintaining businesses in the downtown. We had a very active chamber, uh, active DDA with Judy Downey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you remember Judy? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, we had financial challenges from time to time. Anything like what's, what's recently happened? Financial challenges? And, or was it, I mean, was it kind of the same level as what's happened in the, like uh, No, it was different. We had, we had more money than to work with. Um, thank goodness all the city managers and city councils through all of that time were, were stewards of the city's finances and were extremely careful about how money was spent and what it was spent on. And I've always been very proud of that. I, I think that the history of the city and, and what's going on now mm -hmm. shows all the benefits, the fruits of all our labors from our challenges and you know, trying to keep the city fiscally sound. What accomplishments sort of stand out to you? What, what things have happened in the city that you've been a part of that that you will kind of take with you as you as you go? Oh, definitely purchasing the Civic Theater. That was a great accomplishment. It was a very wise move on our part. It preserved a wonderful historical building. I, I'm personally proud of my role in being um, an ombudsman for residents in the community, mm -hmm. helping them you know, to get what they need or helping them to support them in, in their visions for Farmington and helping um, different men and women to get on boards and commissions to run for council. And, um, and, and, and being, um, how do I want to say it? Being a nurturer for women. I threw the Miss Farmington pageant. Uh, my husband and I this past year did the Miss Southwest Miss pageant and Miss Teen pageant. And it, it's so delightful to watch the girls grow and become these outstanding young women. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've had some really amazing yeah. Miss Farmingtons. Yeah. Um, but for me, watching, or being part of, you know, a group that wrote different ordinances, enforced ordinances, uh, created a, a better looking city in the 70s, we, we strong-armed strong Kimco to redo their building, to do a new facade, and that was a great plus. I was very proud of the fact um, 
before the uh, Riley Park and Walt Sundquist Pavilion came into being, you know, I was a big part of the planning for that. Mm-hmm. And that was something we knew would change the, the focus of the downtown. And, and that was, again, a difficult challenge because uh, Kim Cole uh, felt strongly about us not taking away any more parking. I think helping to create the 47th District Court Sobriety Court meant a lot to me. I was on uh, the, um, oh, what do you call it? Call to Action Coalition. Oh, sure. I was very active in that and felt that we made some great strides in that area. I felt the same way about um, the Multicultural Multiracial Commission. During this time, I was... Um, a director of the Women Officials Network. Oh, sure. And uh, that's just an awesome group of women that promote and nurture women, girls, women, to be active and get appointed or elected to leadership positions. Mm-hmm. That gave me great pleasure. When Kroger, which was where the tile store is right now, Halstead and Grand River was closing, mm-hmm. um, I think that's the first time I put on my boxing gloves, and the Kroger officials were kind of unhappy that anyone was challenging them, and I challenged them because uh, they were going to keep that store vacant, and uh, also the seniors in Farmington at that time would have had nowhere to shop. Mm -hmm. So after... You know, lobbying on behalf of the seniors in Farmington, I was able to convince them uh, to donate a a bus to take seniors to Kroger's to shop. Very involved in the creation of the 47th District Court at 11 Mile and uh, Orchard Lake. That was a very satisfying challenge. Highlights were I was ringmaster at the Shrine Circus. Wow. That was so cool, I can't tell you. Standing in the center ring. Wow. Did they give you a little hat? Yeah, (laughs) it was so cool. And then, you know, they have a parade of animals. Sure. But I announced the beginning of the circus. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, We built the playscape in Shiawassee Park. I was very proud of that. Uh, instituted a recycling program. Is there anything that you felt was undone or or that you left and you would have liked to have seen it through? Oh, yeah, no historical district ordinance. Okay. I feel very strongly about that. I think we make a big mistake by not enacting that. We will lose all of our historic homes eventually. At this time, the city has no means to save them. You were talking about encouraging and and sort of mentoring women to get involved. Mm-hmm. Um, council's been pretty male-dominated over the years. Um, what do you think women bring to the table when it comes to city councils and, and local government? Not in all cases, but in many cases, I feel women can have a better pulse of the the residents' needs and wants, a better pulse in the community. I think they have an innate perception um, 
towards the feelings. And, and, and what can I say? Towards the feelings and um, getting at the truth of what people want. Are there any people in particular that you've felt really good about getting started? Sarah Bowman. Fair. Sarah Bowman. Are you? Yep, that's yep. a good one. Yeah, yeah. She uh, she credits you for sort of getting her involved and nudged her. Yeah. Nudged her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why why do you think why do you think women need that? I mean, men just tend to step up. I think they they play a stronger role in the management of their household and family. Therefore, they spend more time on that management of their household and family. And I think they can be leery of um, taking that time away from their family. Definitely. Yeah. And there's men that feel like that too. So what, obviously there are, there are a few openings on commissions at this point. Yes. Um, what do you say to people to get them involved? How do you, how do you nudge people to get them to volunteer? I try to pursue people who I think have a vested interest in a board or commission. Someone I think would be a good fit. And then I approach them and tell them why they'd be a good fit and why it's their duty to be on that board or commission or committee. And I don't say it's your duty per se. I, I say, I tell them how they can be such an asset to Farmington and help us to work together you know, to, to create a great city. Do you see yourself continuing to stay involved in the city? Um, yes, I do, but on a smaller scale. Okay. I won't invest as much time, but I will. I'll become involved. I will still, you know, pursue candidates for boards and commissions and city council. If you look at, if you look at Farmington the way it was when you started, mm -hmm and Farmington today. Mm -hmm. What do you see as the biggest differences, the biggest improvements? How, how is the community different? We have a stronger infrastructure now that we did that. I think we do. Um, the city has a massive amount of volunteers working on its behalf. We didn't have numbers like that then. What do you attribute that to? Um, the work of the DDA, definitely. And promoting Farmington and seeking, you know, folks to uh, be part of. Mm -hmm. What other changes? Um, I've watched people I've watched people move to the city and take tremendous care of their homes and remodel them and update them and just create homes of such beauty. I've seen a lot of that and that's very pleasing. Do you have any words of advice for the community at large about the future? About the future? Um, yeah. uh, to stay involved to stay active, um, to pursue their vision and their wants and needs. 
they are the voice. They are why we do what, why government does what it does. They have a vested interest in the community. And if they want change, they need to be part of the change and to work towards changing it. Is there anything we haven't talked about that you wanted to get across? <laughs> Let's Take see. Look at the notes. Oh, it's like I said in my parting words, my happy moments far outweigh the sad ones. I, I just have so much gratitude for the opportunities and the joy that 26 years on the console has brought me. And um, I'm very proud of Farmington and where we've gone. I've always said Farmington's a small city with big ideas and a big heart. <laughs>